Hello, welcome back to Floating Through Film. Uh, it is your host, Luke, and for episode 89 today, uh, we are back with another draft, uh, continuing our, uh, I think it's the third draft, uh, decade draft we're doing. Um, and so we're continuing. Uh, we did 50s, 60s uh, the last two times, and t- now we're doing the 70s, um, which is a great, one, one, probably one of my favorite decades, honestly. It's a very deep decade. Um, but uh, before we get into it, let me introduce my co-host, Blake, What's up? and Danny. Hello. Um, and before we go into the actual draft, um, i ask you guys, why, why do you think the 70s is so deep? Like, is there, do you think there's an explanation for it, like... Uh, my best explanation is, like, it's weird, it's kind of, the 60s and 70s kind of have, like, it's, like, the in-between of a lot of new directors starting and, like, a lot of the old masters yeah. kind of finishing, too. So. But even, this, I think the 70s, like, has more of the new directors starting than the 60s, yes, honestly. Like, yes. 60s, like... Like, I'm looking at... more scene, just, like, The independent scene in America helped a lot. Yeah, that too, also, yes. Like Scorsese started in the 60s, but really based in the 70s. New Hollywood in general, Cassavetti started in the 70s? Started in the 70s? Yeah. Well, okay. He didn't start, he was in his prime in the 70s, really. Yeah, okay. uh, Altman. <laughs> yeah, Altman all, all had an insane decade. Um, but then even international cinema was oh, kind of yeah. going crazy. Like, um, yeah, maybe it's that kind of mix, too. It's, just, yeah, it's a really healthy mix, I think. I don't know, but it, maybe just we've seen more from this. That's why I'm always cautious, too. Yeah, too. Maybe. Like, because, like, I feel like if I'd watched more from the 20s, I'd be like, oh, yeah, but the 20s had all these greats. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, The 20s yeah. did have a lot of great... Yeah, well, because I'm looking at my three highest-rated decades on the Letterboxd stats page, yeah. and it's 20s, 50s, and 70s. Okay. Mine's 20s, and 50s, 50s, and 60s. Mine's okay. uh, seven, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 60s, I think. So. But I still don't know if that would make, make these my favorite. I have to go look through it a little more. But 70s is definitely up there. Oh, it's definitely, yeah. Uh, Very strong. I think, yeah. Especially well, for American, American, American cinema, specifically, I think. Like, okay, American. This is like probably the. Okay. It's yeah, it's one of the top decades for American cinema for sure, um, which I feel like that's pretty explainable by the new Hollywood uh, kind of explosion. Um, but yeah, um, I guess if, uh, we can go ahead and go into it. I'll explain the rules. It's the same as what we did last time. Um, Ten picks for each of us. Uh, we will doing a random number generator, which I completely forgot to set up before this. Uh, okay, so while you're doing that, I have a quick question. Because you can go to your diary on Letterboxd. Uh, what's the first movie you have logged from the 1970s? Wait, how do I... If you go to your diary on Letterboxd, and then you can just uh, go to 1970s of like all the movies you've watched. Okay. I'm on the browser, so maybe I don't... I'm on the browser, too. Like, so. Look at the page I'm on right now. Diary... You go to your diary? Yeah, I'm on my diary. And then you 70s. just sort by, uh, just click on the decade right here. Yeah, 70s. 90s, Aliens. 70s. And then go to the very first page. Okay. Alien, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what about, because you've seen that when you were a kid. Like, what? Oh, mine's Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. The, one, the first one I have logged, because I've definitely seen Star Wars and yeah, yeah, probably yeah. Alien, but the first one I have logged is Network. The first one, I don't like the first of my actual that I, you're probably I like, asking for is Blazing Saddles. So. Okay, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I have like Network, Taxi yeah. Driver, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. Stepford Wives, I remember watching for class. Yeah, this is hilarious. Film class. My sixth 70s movie was Solaris. Damn. I had a very. It's, it's funny. It's funny you definitely funny. watched that expecting something different. Though. Oh, I definitely did. <laughs> oh, you saw the poster, you're like, I, I, was, oh, like, I was like, oh, like people replicate memories? That sounds cool. Yeah. And I like, it was like super slow. I was yeah. like, wait, what the fuck? I think me and you had the same experience because mine was Stalkers. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I kind of, yeah. But that, that was me because when I was early in my movie watching career, uh, <laughs> uh, career. I said those ways. But uh, 
uh, I didn't watch like any old movies. Like, I was like only watching 2010 movies. But that's, like, you could have to slowly thing. get into it, and some people yeah. just stop at the never going to old movies. But yeah, can't relate to that. <laughs> yeah, but, not uh, this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you said you were pulling up the random. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, basically, uh, this will determine the order, and uh, no doubt about it. Our first pick. Our first pick. <laughs> <laughs> Our first pick, we're going to pick what we uh, think is, like, our favor of the decade, or just, like, something something that we can make the argument for f- favor of the decade, basically. Um, and it's going to be a snake order, although the first uh, round will be, uh, you'll see. It's like, a, it, it'll, it'll be normal, like, uh, what's it called? The Snake? No, no, the other one. What's Serpentine? the Serpentine? Okay. No, snake is the... That is Serpentine. <laughs> Classic? I don't know. That's so what it's We're going to do the... Basically, we're going to go, like, if, say, it was, like, Blake, me, and Danny, that's the order. Okay. We're going to go, for the first one, it's going to be Blake, me, Danny. Yes. But then, uh, for no, the second okay. round, we're going to start back at Blake, and then we'll yeah, start the And then we'll start the normal. Uh, it's to right? avoid, yeah. like, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's to play and uh, make sure the draft position actually, like, if you get first, it actually feels like it's, like, a benefit, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. So that uh, you have more of a chance to be strategic. Yes, yes. Um, within the draft, but but this is maybe what you kind of go to but getting question asked or what makes the seventies like uh, special. Yeah, it's like I feel like a lot of us can make the argument for like taking a steal with our number one pig too. A steal, honestly, yeah. That's you know what, what I'm saying. Like, you see what I'm saying? There's like, so oh, much of my, 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 my the picks I want that I just like. I'm very nervous on what you guys are gonna. No, because the there's, there's a few like there's a lot from this or a few from I could be like this is my number one movie right there's. Where compared to some of the I'm most nervous about my first picks. I'm uh, most nervous about my first picks. I don't know. But, <laughs> but that's why I'm like, okay, I have to rank like all these ones I can pick number one, which is now I have to be strategic about it, you know? Yeah. That's, that kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. Well, hopefully I get number one pick, because I, I want to see Luke's face, maybe. That I want to uh, no, 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 I'm not ready for this. <laughs> it's not that bad, is it? Uh, I, I, like, right. I, I know what you're going to think. That's the thing. Like, uh, but anyway. You better um, get ready for it. All right. Oh fuck! <laughs> the order is Danny, Luke, Blake. That's, oh, God. That's no. the same fucking order was last. Let's time. go. <laughs> I feel like I, was it? I don't remember honestly. Oh no, it's gonna be all right. Danny, what do you what are you gonna do for your first? Okay, because I'm there's between two movies I'm thinking right now. Okay, and this I'm there's one. Basically, I'm trying to over. I'm maybe overthinking Nick a little bit because I, Luke, sh- based on his, uh, let me say his rate rankings and stuff, he should go one way. So I should go what? Okay. You, you'll see what I'm saying later on in the draft. But for now, oh, that's okay. why, according to my strategy, I have to go with this pick because there's a lot I can pick for number one. Effer fake. What the fuck? Oh, oh my god! Yes, it's a great movie, Dude. and I mean, you know how much I love this movie. I'm always okay. Saying, yeah, like, yeah. You, you probably this watch, I think watched it for me too. Yeah, I've watched. That's it. a lot with a lot of these movies. You know what? Yeah. You have to take their pick now. Traffic. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> but first of all, don't go there because I mean, don't go for fake. Yeah. I guess we'll probably do well, as I feel like. Oh, uh, at some point we have to. It's... You know, it will have to be you most likely to pick some. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think me or Blake would pick up movie. I think Blake would like I like Wells. Wells. It just I this like is the Wells. one movie I think like I wish he had done more shit like this than compared to the other okay, movies that yeah. I've seen, you know, where they're like a little more dramatic and just uh Even though I think he's like the things very well. Oh yeah, he does it really well too. And like yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, effort like it's like uh, I, I have love you seen this play? Oh, yeah. I, I love, like, the video essayistic part yeah, of Yeah, I mean, obviously, well, that's why like, I love this. Like, whenever he goes into voiceover, that's like, oh, my God. It's honestly crazy. Perfect. Like, this is, to me, is just as experimental as Citizen Kane, or... Honestly, yeah. Like, so. At least for me, like... It's, I'm like, literally, it. like, it's, like... 
uh, it's like literally like making cinema uh, an illusion. It's like it's it's like you're it's playing an illusion on the audience. But there's a lot like, of levels going into it. it is, at yes, the same like time. it's it's all part of the illusion. Like really. you don't even like, know if you just trust the narrator because yeah. But also it's just like it, it has all this like like very like uh, like. Uh, it's themes right. that he has in his other movies. Yes, too. Like, uh, uh, but it, it, his trickster kind it's of like, characters. Yeah, it's like it's very like uh, like uh, illusionistic, you know, yes, like yes. all that stuff. But it's also just very beautiful and just like. But that's what I'm like that illusionist like, aspect that he has in his other movies. I feel like he uses the actual editing of like cinematography at the best in this one. Where like the editing is almost insane, like little oh like almost like vert like man of movie movie yes, like, yes, moments yes. where like all of a sudden he just like shows you the film he's uh, actually using and he's like really also Nikhil Grand's tour. Yeah, like, no, that's why I was so saying I, like, I, I was that was I was gonna pick for the music too. Okay, honestly, I'm, I'm yeah, that's a good that. one of my favorite yeah. scores ever. I love Michaela Graham, but yeah. Uh, also, just one of the most easy watches ever. Like ninety minutes goes just like another great music. Just so the can I think it's like two hours. So okay, nah, okay. stop <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I yeah, God damn it. Um, okay, that's what, that's what I was saying. I know, like all all my favorite movies are gonna be, like stolen, but all right. Oh no! That's now I got. Now I got to decide what to game. pick here. Um, oh god, this is That's okay. What's my okay? So my, I guess I, I still have to go with my top of the decade, really. Um, and honestly, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Touch of Zen, directed oh. by King Ho. I know Blake's mad because he wanted that. Was that your number um, one? Yeah. Damn. All right. All right. Thank God. I, I love how Luke was like happy about that. Right, yeah. For both of you to lose traffic. Just uh, so. Whoa, uh, that's not your number one pick. That, but, no, that's I, not. That's what I'm saying. I know you have. I have a four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. I know you have a four and a half. Let me look at the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, what does it say about Tetrisen? Danny still hasn't seen it, of course. You know. Yeah. So wow. It's like this movie just like it's like operating on another plane of existence. Really, that's kind of how I think about it. It's like, like say yeah, it's like it's like King Who. Like he's like it's like really if like it's like if God made an action movie. That's like that's like maybe my 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 analogy here. Like so, like Michael Bay kind of. Oh my god, I don't even want to like say this in this terrible, honestly. But that's terrible. It's just like, but you love ambulance. You like Michael Bay. Yeah, but this doesn't touch. Tucker Zen is just transcendent on every level. Like the action is just so like. It literally is like beautiful action. This is like he's literally just like, uh, it, it's it's po- it's poetic action. It's beautiful action. It's like, but also I think the non-action parts are extremely well because like I think big thing about King Who I love is like how much uh, his films are just like synergizing with nature, um, and how the nature kind of nature plays a big part of it. Uh, and it plays a big part also with another. Uh, uh, film he made this decade, uh, Legend of the Mountain, which is also on my draft board, but just in case I, I missed on this one, but uh, like all, all the scenes of like uh, him, like uh, the main character, like uh, like uh, seeing the distance from afar, like how he kind of sees it from afar, like sees everything happening, he's kind of like an outsider, but then slowly gets brought into it, uh, into this like kind of mystical world is like so amazing. Um, and the, the last hour is like honestly just like some of the most like best like just some of the best cinema ever honestly like that's like, it's two different movies the first and second yeah it's like it, it's like a kind of like a mystery and like goes into like a mystery horror and then just like it's just like god like it, we, we're in heaven now basically we're in heaven now <laughs> uh it's yeah, you're I, selling me on it for sure uh, it's so good I, 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 you, know, you guys have been selling me for a while yeah it's like i i i i'm probably not even doing it justice too like it's like uh it's unbelievable 
Yeah, Tetrazen. Like, what's your... What are you going to pick? Well, I have First to... Pick. So, what's my... What's the draft order after this? Is it me Then again? I'll start... No, then I'll start the okay. real draft, then you'll have two picks in a row after this. Okay. Oh. This better... This better be at least a five-star movie for you. Oh, it's yeah. going to be a five-star movie. I'm going to... Pro, I'm going to steal from Danny. Oh. Because he's the one that's... I know what he, I know he's going to pick. I know he's going to pick. I know he's going to pick. It's probably going to have to be... Damn. I'm between two, and it's really hard. I think I know Because I love both of these movies. Hopefully, But I know this one's going to cut deeper, so I'm going to go with Duvita. Oh, I thought he might pick that. Yeah, no, Monty Calls Duvita is... I mean, it's just one of the greatest ghost stories ever told, honestly. Yes. It's just, it's so good. I mean, Monty, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that Danny and I especially love Monty Call. Danny especially, but... I'm a Monty Call hater, and I'm joking. Let me see how many times you've seen it. Let me see how many times you've seen it. I've seen Duvita twice. Okay, I mean, have you seen it? Four. Four? It's actually one of my... Danny has a on everything. The reason why this doesn't hurt as bad as... This is like... Monty Call was cooking in this decade, so... Oh, Monty Call was cooking like, uh, every decade. But yeah. The 70s and <laughs> 80s, though, he had a lot of movies, so... No, yeah, I know, I know. I'll, we'll be coming back to him. I'll just the 80s, that, the 80s at least, it, it, won't be, it won't hurt as bad in the 80s, because there's two amazing movies that we both love. Yes. I mean, that's why in this but, decade, I, I have some backups, too, because I, fig- I figure Blake might... What's your backup, one. one Day Before the Rainy Season? I've got a few, I've got a few. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> No, I, but yeah, I do be there. I mean, Dan, I've got a few ready. <laughs> I mean, Dan, you want to say anything about it? I, I know mean, that you love it, too. Well, so. we'll, talk, we'll be talking about this when yeah. it does. But, like, I, it is... It is kind of a... This is his most narrative movies in some ways, too, which makes it interesting. Because, uh, sure. like you said, you mentioned his two 80s movies, but those are much more, like, uh, documentaries... So, this one is like kind of is like much most straightforward narrative in some ways, but it's it's still a ghost story and it's not yeah, straightforward at all. It's not so. straightforward <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, we'll definitely be talking about this more. And it's also one of the most like beautiful like movies in terms of color. Honestly, I, I think I, I've, oh, I've seen this. Dude. I just like don't remember anything from it because it was like a couple summers ago. Oh, okay, you I, I need to rewatch it though. Definitely. Because like we talked about like uh, Unlarged on how he uses red in that, but like this one comes to close, yeah. and like whenever you see the red, just pop up. Oh um, yeah. Is, it, is this a very like Brisson movie of his? Do you think like? Well, Brisson doesn't do ghost stories though. That's the thing. It's but I'm, I'm just like, saying like, uh, in the, he doesn't move. That's the thing. Like uh, on the surface, you know how you? Uh, I think Tarkovsky was like, you don't really see the influence straight up forward of Brisson and Tarkovsky. It's yeah. like in some ways you don't really see it in Money Call too. Okay. You kind of have to like look deeper. That's how Tarkovsky said it, though. It's like, because they don't like you know, Brisson doesn't move the camera like Tarkovsky. I mean, Call does. Okay. So I don't know. That's why I'm still trying to figure out what their influence is on each other. Okay. But, or I mean, more just Call and Brisson, but, uh, right. but yeah, we'll come back to Money Call. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But now I guess we can start the real draft. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Touch of Zen, Doobie Done, Effort Fake. Are those? Would you say those are a fair number ones for all of us? Yes. Touch of Zen is probably my favorite. I've heard Honestly, you talk it's about like that it's like okay, it's like you've definitely it's in the top tier. It's in the top tier. I should say it's in the top tier. Even though I feel like none of these would be our num- number one picks if there was like no strategy involved. If there was no strategy involved, uh, Touch of Zen was my first. Like imagine, okay, all right, okay, yeah, Blake. Touch of Zen and and the the one I'm gonna pick next would probably my. Like if it was a honestly, like if yeah, I don't know. Like Money Call only had one movie in this decade. I might have gone Doobie the number one, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. I was like, the only reason I went after fake is Orson Welles doesn't have anything else uh, in this decade yes, that yes. I would have picked, that I would have picked, okay, like, yeah, yeah, okay. you know, so that's how kind of I'm thinking about it, so. Yeah. Alright, so. So now my number one, 
Or if you say number two. Oh, yeah, yeah my, number two, number two. my number two, I guess. I'm sorry, Luke, but I... Because there are, there's like three that, you know, they don't have any other movies I would really pick from this decade. I know you're going to pick. Um, um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> God. I mean, you know I love Omicord. You know I love Omicord. I love, yeah, yeah. And this is the thing, like, there are a couple other Fellini uh, movies from this decade that I love. Um, The Clowns and Roma. Okay, okay. But you know how much I love Omicord. Yeah, And just, like, you know, one of the most rewatchable movies. It's clearly the better movie of those three, too. It's it's everything. The Clowns is It's just the most rewatchable for me. The score, like, I think we've said this before, it's, like, the most perfect score for Uh, a movie. Oh, it's just, yeah. That fits the score movie. Yes. It's... Um, You didn't play the game, right, Luke? You had another King Who. You had a chance to pick You had another King Who. Yeah, you had another King Who. That's why I wasn't thinking that hard, honestly. It's like he takes another King Who. There's other flea movies I could pick, though. Yeah, there is. Yeah, but but that's why I was like, Armour there's. But Armour Cord's one of your favorites. Oh, yeah, it's definitely my favorite from this decade. Oh, okay. But yeah, Armour Cord. We had an episode on this, I feel like we should say. Yeah, we do it somewhere. But honestly, like, it's just like. It's. It's. There's some I just love the nostalgic atmosphere, but like yeah, that's exactly how he like basically is kind of heightening everything, but like makes it closer. It's a movie to about like the feeling of nostalgia without like getting too deep with any of the characters, you know? Yeah, not making it's like anyone, yeah, yeah, which is why it makes it so breezy. Oh, and it's, and just, Even though there's yeah. a lot of deep themes in the movie, obviously deep things, but also it's hilarious too. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like uh, it's like perfect. God. It's funny when he's actually on his A game, you know? Which... <laughs> All right, calm down. Nah, calm I'm down, down. Calm down. We won't calm go down. there again. Calm down. Um. But, yeah. We do that last week. We do that every week. Yeah, we do that. Well, I was trying to. We're also gonna make Luke mad about Brisson. And no, I mean uh, either Fellini or uh, Demi. Uh, oh, Demi. Demi's gonna make an appearance this episode. Okay. But, but yeah, I'm recording. Okay. Um. All right. God. Now, oh, damn. Now I gotta think strategically now, cause okay. Y- y'all got me thinking now. I was, I was gonna. I was gonna go one way, but now I realize like, okay, maybe I should pick another one. Um. Oh no! Uh, all right, all right. I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna make Hayden Miss Miller. Okay. okay. I, I was gonna go with Strijic, but at this point, I, I I don't know where to go. So I'm just gonna go with Hayden Miss Miller. This is you want to go? Uh, so yeah, this is easily top tier uh, cinema for me in general, but like definitely the '70s. Also, like, we've done an episode of this. Yes, one. but uh, I mean. Uh, probably definitely my favorite western of all time. It the the atmosphere it has like the it's like cold but like a, a comforting like there's like comfort in the cold. It's like uh, um it's, it's it's just so like comfortable, which I feel like like a large part why I love Altman, um, especially this film and like what it does like deconstructing the western is so great too. Like uh, maybe my favorite Altman character honestly. Yeah, he's up there. Either sure. him or like. One of the Ellie Gold, <laughs> one Ellie Gold and California Split or something. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, it might be him. Um, but yeah, it's just it's 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 so rewatchable too. And yeah, it's everything. Yeah, we've talked it's about everything. it. It's kind of, yeah. Um, but well, yeah, what else? We should say? mention Blake's hot take that it's going to look worse with the 4K release now. <laughs> <laughs> He's just salty. He, he, bought, he bought the he Blu-ray. Just <laughs> he bought the Blu-ray. Now they announced 4K. Now they released it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah McCabe Miss Miller, so good. Number two. All right, Blake. All right, we'll just stay on the Altman train and go okay. California Split. Yeah, I feel, I, nice, yeah. nice. That's the only one I think Danny would have taken if he if he even had Altman, but yeah, no, um, that, it would have been. But like, it's also my second favorite of the entire of the, like like in my. 
Well, actually, it's not. But in my in my uh, top one hundred, though, it's in my top twenty five. So, oh, okay, so I love that's, California. You split. like it more than me, though. No, yeah, I love California split. Um, I mean, we have an, we have an episode on this yes. as well. But <laughs> yes. Basically, just pair pair what uh, Danny said about Elliot Gould, but <laughs> oh, man. just now. But wait, it's Robert Redford, right? That's the other one. Wait, no, 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 George uh, George Segal. Oh, George Segal. Okay, well, yeah, but he's <laughs> Uh, but yeah. He's got that kind of face that Robert Redford. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see this. I can see Robert Redford like with I, sh- I can see Robert Redford playing that part, making the wrinkles look good. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, um, yeah, but no, California Split, amazing. One of the most fun movies ever made. Plus, dude, um, I watched Husbands. Did I tell you? Oh, last really? Week? Okay. I mean, okay, well, I forgot. What, I was like last Monday or something. Okay. But there's a there's some shots now I can tell. Altman was definitely inspired by Casavetes. Oh, with, with the casino? I yeah. mean, just but their whole relationship yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, when they're, like, walking on the street and stuff. Honestly, it's, like, really similar vibes. Because I was like, damn, I, I can tell why Luke likes both of them now. <laughs> like, which one have you watched first? Cassavetes uh, or... Uh, Allman I've watched before Cassavetes. Well, I, I watched a few uh, Cassavetes before Allman. But, like... Uh, There's even, like, a shot where, like, they one of them's in their office, like, after they come back. It's, like, really yeah, similar yeah, to yeah, California honestly, Split yeah. when he's, like, uh, back in yeah, the I office. never made that connection, honestly. I didn't, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um... Yeah, stay tuned for some Cassavetes. Yeah, yeah, coming about, soon, coming uh, soon. Well, oh, just in this episode, I'm about to pick one. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know if I'm about to. But, anyway. but Blake's got uh, another pick now. Yep, yeah, got another pick. pick now. This one, I honestly don't think this one's going to hurt either of you. Maybe Danny a little bit, but Barry Lyndon. Um, yeah. I mean, hurts a little bit. But it hurt, I, I, there's, one, there's, I, I think Clockwork Orange is yeah, yeah. also up there, but Barry Lyndon. No, I mean, it's, Barry Lyndon is my favorite Kubrick movie. It's... The literally the best movie about that era of like warfare especially in general like the napoleonic era like i mean we haven't seen napoleon yeah. so who knows it's one that, no, 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 i'm just kidding yeah. there's no way it comes close to bear it's than, amazing like, how that how that movie has like transformed my mind to being like a really like just like beautiful movie to being like one of the funniest movies oh it's so seen. funny yeah. like, it's still beautiful but like it's, it's like the main thing i think about like with barry lyndon like uh, it's like it's generally so funny when I think about it. Yeah, it so is. Really is. He's a clown. <laughs> no, because I saw like a someone had a list on Letterbox like a lot of movies coming out this year about like heroes you th- think are gonna be heroes but they're kind of idiots. Yeah. Like Silent Night we watched yesterday was another one of those. Yeah, for like, sure. That's kind of it's one of those movies where you're like, I mean, in the killer with yeah. the uh, Fincher and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also Killers of Flower Moon with DiCaprio. But I forgot someone they had one more movie that came out this year too, is like that. But this is definitely one of those movies too. Well, McCabe is also. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, Barry Lyndon. We also have an episode on this. I wasn't. Oh. Yeah, Blake. Luke was on that one. <laughs> yeah, Luke was not. Cooper Hater. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did Master and Commander and Master this and Commander. one. Two of the greatest, like of two of the great, like, uh, uh, great, great like Napoleonic era, like type warfare movies. Yeah. So good. I feel like we need, we need to watch Napoleon at some point. Are you just gonna oh, watch the extended edition it. when it comes out when that comes out or something? And not even watch. The <laughs> Am I not gonna watch the theatrical? Yeah, <laughs> not, never even watch the theatrical. Uh, no, I, I need to watch. I need to be. I need to watch the theatrical yeah. at some point. As a Midley fan, you definitely need to. Watch <laughs> <laughs> I just love saying that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> He won't be showing up. No, this for sure. Or is it? Is Alien in the seventies? Alien is in the seventies. He shouldn't be showing up on this. He might be showing up on this list. I have other movies that I love, but it depends on how much is stolen from me, too. So, Which I don't know how much is going to get stolen from me now. I'm feeling pretty good now. Like, a touch of Zen. That's why I said my number one pick was the one I was most nervous about, because a touch of Zen was what I knew. Like, Luke Luke had that very highly, too. Yeah. As long as Luke goes, like, according to his favorite Tati movie from the 70s. Oh, yeah. I, think, I know what you're talking about. Um, okay, but yeah, next pick. Number this two. one, I 
I, I'm mainly worried about Blake taking, but so I'm just gonna take it now. Uh, Donkey Skin, directed by Jacques Demain. Oh, okay. uh, it was on my draft board. Okay. okay. But I was gonna let you uh, have that one. I mean, of course, you know I have to pick a Demi here. I and, was gonna let you have uh, that one. So. This is this is Demi's like weirdest movie. By far, it's like just him getting really weird, and I love that. It's like because like Demi really like he was born for like the fairy tale movie. Like he needed sure. like this is his style fits it perfectly, and like Donkey Skin like it's like weird hilarious but like just also beautiful it's like it's like everything you want in a Demi movie really um and honestly I need I need, I need to rewatch it honestly is the like, Pied Piper like this? it's more it's, it's, it's more political yeah. like more serious but like oh, there's still like it still has that fairy tale aspect yeah, it's, it's based it, on honestly like, he uh, is really great at film no, Pied 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 Piper is also in the 70s it's, it's, like, yeah, really, yeah, it's yeah. another really great one um but yeah, don't you watch Donkey Skin? Oh, it's so good. Uh, when that helicopter just shows up randomly. Yes. Oh, no, at the end, like, yeah. oh, it's, it's like the perfect punchline ever. Like, yeah. Also, the, the battery line. You'll get charged up like a battery. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't know what that is yet. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. It's like, but there's some Lancelot vibes in that movie, though. Okay, I can see that. Honestly, uh, Demi probably loved Lancelot. But that, this came out before Lancelot, I think, actually. Oh, Brisson loved... Uh, okay! <laughs> okay! Damn. It's all, it's all, it's all the uh, evidence good. I need, you know, but, um, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 got, I can take it run with I can go with that. You can run with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Donkey Skin was my next, was my pick. All right. So. Uh, okay, so my number three. Um, honestly, I think, I might as well just go with uh, the one I, I think, I don't know if how worried I need to be with this pick, but I should go because I think you have four nights pretty high in yours. Right, so I'm going Four Nights of a Dream. Yeah, yeah. I think there's one Brisson for each of us in this deck. So yeah, that's why I I wasn't worried too much about Brisson because Four Nights was probably my highest. Is your highest though? Okay, I know Blake likes Lancelot, but um, I'm gonna go Four Nights. Uh, This could definitely easily be like you know, like no context. This could be my number one pick, obviously. Yeah. uh, um, I mean, we just talked about it so (laughs) like two weeks ago, so I don't want to talk about it too much, but. The color blue. That's like just what the sticks on my blue, head. Yeah. You know, I love those Franz later movies. How like each one just kind of has like a color that sticks to my head, or maybe like two colors, but like it's blue for this one. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Four Nights of a Dreamer. Um, so then, my number four pick. I don't know how rare. I think Blake might have picked this at some point, but um, this is definitely one of my like all time favorite movies, and I'm glad I watched it again. I rewatched it a couple days ago, um, and that keeps up my streak of like watching it every year since 2019. Uh, the Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie. I rewatched uh, that yesterday. Damn. Okay, yes. Yeah, so actually, no, I rewatched that this morning. Nick. <laughs> yeah, you were going to pick it. I wasn't going to... Well, after rewatching it, I wasn't going to pick it, but it was damn, still on my draft board. Oh, it. you didn't like it? It was still on my draft board, so... Uh, okay. It just... But I saw you just rewatch Phantom Liberty, so I was like, yeah. okay, I wasn't too worried about you picking this one, then. Yeah. I, I, need to, I do need to rewatch this one, because I, I haven't seen it in a while. And I no, but I also... Because that's kind of crazy. I watched this in 2019, 2020, 2021. Damn. Every year since 2019. So is your fifth time watching it? Fifth time watching it. Damn. Am I, uh... I guess I'll just go with my review that I had when I watched in 2020. Every movie should be this good. <laughs> Every movie should be this good. <laughs> uh, dude, it's honestly the perfect movie. So because, really like, is. I've watched some of, like, I watched, uh... I rewatched Illusion Travels by Streetcar, which is, like, his Mexican movie. Yeah. Um, and then another one he did called Mexican Bus Ride. And it was, like, way more, you could say, like, realistic yeah. or natural. So then, like, when he, like, makes this shift to... 
like it's kind of seri- like very surrealist, like, kind of like yeah. dreamy period almost. Just no, that's all that comedy too. I forgot. I had forgotten about how much dreams are within dreams in this movie. Oh, dude! <laughs> to, and it, to the point yeah, where the yeah, ending, you like you don't, it, you don't even so. know like if the ending is like a dream or not. Uh, or dude, that. yeah. That's so good. Yeah. No, yeah. How you just keep Honestly. getting trapped in it? Yeah. Like, you don't know which one. Like yeah. you like get trapped in the story. You're like, okay, maybe this one's real. And then all of a sudden, someone will wake up. And so like, I just remember how funny the gardener is. Like it was like that actor. It was his face the priest? Oh, the priest, yes. Or, yes. like, yeah, the guy, yeah, I don't know, whatever he is. Oh, yeah. He, he's like, both. He's, no, he's, like, both, yeah. he's actually a bishop or something, because he's, like, uh, you can't, you've heard of working priest, like, now I'm a working bishop or something. <laughs> uh, no, because, uh, I guess, spoiler alert, even though I'm, my next series is f- pretty far away, I think I'm going to go between Ross Lane or Boonwell. Okay. I haven't decided yet, so that's another reason. I, I, wanna, I don't want to say too much on this creature charm. For sure. Yeah. Um, also, great posters. Uh, oh, for sure. Some of the best. Some of the best. It's like just lip, for this titles. This lip with the hat guy. Boom! Boom! Well, just has like the best titles too. I feel like. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Uh, they're so good. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, uh, he's got a three in the seventies. Uh, I, I would have been happy with picking any of them, so I wasn't too worried. Yeah. But I, that's why I'm like, I wasn't too worried about this. I was nervous at first because there's a lot of great movies, but I'm like, there's. That's why it doesn't make it too hard. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. why I picked the ones first, where I was like, these are the. Definitely my favorite from them. Okay. First, like, I wouldn't be too mad if I got double, probably, you know? Yeah, double yeah, four yeah. Nights, yeah. Like, I, I feel that. Same tier, everything, so. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I, I think, for my pick, I'm just going to get the Tati out of the way. But it's not what you're going to think it is. I'm picking Parade. That's exactly what I thought it was. Okay. Cause, okay. Cause, <laughs> cause, dude, if I, actually, Traffic was my number one pick for a while. Like, that's when I was going to okay. pick. And I thought that would make you super mad at myself, and that was kind of why I wanted to do it. But then I realized uh, Parade was also from the 70s. Yeah. And you, I remember you liking that more. Okay, um, more, it, they're like, you rate, on your ranking list, it's you have higher, so you can't disobey the They're very that's much, fact. they're <laughs> very close it's together. Oh, stop! <laughs> that's what's insane. Like, that's... We'll have to I, talk about that. You know, uh, we we, we kind of did talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, the thing pa- Parade is better than They were on the same episode, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that's just... Traffic is closer to playtime than it is to Parade. That's all. They're all... They're all... These are like... Oh, I, lo- I love them all. That's the problem. But... Traffic might be better than playtime. That's why... Oh, it's oh, justifiable. You, just, you, just, you just don't appreciate Tati's origins. I get yeah, it. Yeah. It's not, not, not yeah. a huge... Uh, yeah. It's just Traffic in some ways. Like, it feels like it's most like relevant movies nowadays. Even more than like... Playtime in some t- in some ways. Okay, I guess. So just that. like cars are still like such dominant parts of our society, you know. But my counterpoint, fake tennis. But we, he also does that in my a movie coming yeah, out yeah, next yeah. week. My counterpoint. But, but that's, <laughs> he, my counterpoint. It's his entire filmography, like epitomized. Basically, yeah. It's like it's literally his like playboy audience. audience. It's like and the yes, playboy audience. But you're forgetting back what, to him. But dude, so. the one I I kind of agree, especially with the acting part, obviously. But you're forgetting the other part of Tati's filmography makes him one of the best is like his sets. And that's what makes Traffic amazing. It's like a TV movie. I mean, it was already made for TV, but it feels like... like this The choreography with the cars <laughs> is like insane. Yeah. This is a circus. Yeah, so it's... No, I, 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 I see both arguments. But <laughs> no, you're like... I, can't I, I, I love Parade so Parade, no, Parade is great. It's I, so good. Like, and it is the, definitely the once you love Tati, like that's like... It's a, like, it's yeah. The, you know, to show you're a true Tati fan. <laughs> you, know, you, gotta, you gotta pick that one. Like, it's just picking, like it's if amazing. I pick Countess from Hong Kong or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to rewatch No, Hong I mean, Kong, but I do yeah. love Countess from Hong Kong. Uh, but so Parade, Parade yeah, it's the perfect like swan song and like... Yeah. It is a true Tati fan movie, though. Oh, yeah. Like, like a Countess from Hong Kong or like a um, Limelight or something like that. Yes. I think we did compare it to Limelight when we... Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Prairie Home Companion, too. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Like, uh, 
Ejector really slowing down at the end. Yeah. And a uh, spoiler for our next week's episode of short films. We're going to kind of talk about uh, a short, short that's very tennis. similar. He also yeah. does fake tennis in them. Even though that's kind of real tennis, though. Oh, yeah, it is. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I absolutely love Parade. Uh, one of my favorite Tatis. So underrated. It has like a 3.3 average is, on Letterboxd. It's insanely underrated. It is. is. Especially uh, since if you're watching Parade, you should be a Tati. Yeah, yeah so like, that's uh, what makes no sense. But. but I can see that being also 3.5 Tati people go. That's probably like the common uh, one. Or not Tati appreciated. And it's definitely a 4. It's definitely a solid oh, Okay, it's solid. That's, that's too low still. Um, what did I give it actually? I think I gave it a 4. I think you gave it a 4. The Coward's 4. Coward's 4. That's Yeah. But yeah, Parade. Parade. All right, um, <laughs> my next pick, I am, I do think I'm going to go Solaris with my next pick, because oh, to me, okay. it is better than his other 70s movies. Um, Ooh. I think it actually, is also I the think, one I've think, watched most recently, think, which is why I might be yeah. saying that. But <laughs> I think every one of us has a single, has a different favorite Tarkovsky in this decade, actually. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Probably. definitely do, now that you're saying that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I... No, yeah, like, th- this one is my favorite, because, like, honestly, probably because it is the last one I watched. Like from okay. like the last the last Tarkovsky I've actually watched, um, but I mean Solaris was there. It's 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 an amazing movie, dude. Like it's like, like uh, it's one of the best movies about like memories and just it's one of the greatest sci-fi and, movies. And also like, you, they, they shouldn't like doing this without like um, special effects. Is fucking and, and it's like the counterpoint to like it's counter like, like the, the, the fact that like it's like a response to 2001 makes it a lot more interesting. Which, it uh, does. So which one's well, better, guys? Like, which one's better? No, no, no was, but highlighted. Which one of us is most likely to pick Tarkovsky for a series? Me, probably. You? Okay. Yeah, I I've thought about it. Already. I think so. I love yeah. Tarkovsky a lot. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I think we'll say it. because it's uh, you mentioned like uh, what is like Monte Brisson's influence on Money Color. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tarkovsky and I mentioned Tarkovsky the same thing, but it's like it's weird that they both like took kind of Brisson's like acting styles in some ways, maybe some of his influence, and then like yeah. applied it to like genres and. Stuff that Brisson yeah. never did. Okay. Like sci-fi and ghost stories. Yeah. So maybe the students surpassed the mastery. You know? No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Honestly, honestly Solaris might be better. Uh, has some great stuff on Tarkovsky, too, because he loves Tarkovsky. Yeah. But honestly, Solaris might be... I might like it more than 2001. Stop. Stop. I'm not even Stop. joking, though. Like, I mean, Smart is not, it's not even his best Tarkovsky movie. You, you Still, that's just that. how good Tarkovsky is. But 2001, you don't think it's Kubrick's best? Either. It's not so Kubrick's best. It is. It I mean, be. it's, it's like, his best in the sense of, like, there's a greatest, you know. Barry Lyndon. Yes. Like, even though I have to say <laughs> Citizen Kane is the greatest Orson Welles movie in some sense, just because, like, how, you know. I don't think Louis agrees with that. What? I don't think Louis agrees with that. But Citizen Kane's the greatest? Yeah, that for fake. No, but I'm saying greatest, like, in, in the most objective sense, you know, like, influential. That, I said, is that even possible? Like, like, a lot of people who are Orson Welles fans probably haven't even seen that for fake. Okay, if, if, they, they, if they haven't, that's stupid. They're not that's Orson stupid, Welles but still, you, don't, you see what I'm saying, I, I revoked their Orson Welles <laughs> fans, that's okay. <laughs> like, The Searchers would be John Ford's greatest, or some, you know, in some ways. Even though that, it might be, it might be, though. That, I might, that might be my pick for greatest. Is your favorite, too? It's Inner Man who shot Larry Valance. That's why, like, so favorite true. and greatest and best are like, all almost, like, different terms to me. It's like, a, in, like I slightly see, different ways to view I see film. that, I see that. But, yeah, Solaris made Yeah, Solaris. Yeah, that was my fourth pick. And, honestly, my fifth pick, I don't know where I... I don't, did, I don't really know exactly where I want to go, but I think I'm going to go uh, Magiri, The Wrath of God. Oh. Her song. Um, that was definitely on my draft board. But yeah, no, I honestly, love, it's been too long since I've seen it. It's been a while since it. I've seen. I've seen this one a few times though. I think at least twice. But 
Well, it says I only seen it once, but who knows? <laughs> but no, I mean, I love I love this movie. So like, I, I still remember just the feeling of the jungle and how and like what it gives you and how you understand how these people are going insane and how Klaus Kinski specifically is going insane, basically. Like, and the fact that he actually just went to a jungle and did this, like, this is what Herzog does. Obviously, he just goes to places and films there. Insane man. But you know, like it, it, it does add this like a level of authenticity that a lot of movies just don't have. But yeah. I mean, nineteen seventy two, so, and he's still making movies. I do love his shift to documentaries. I, I do have to well, say. Well, this but, is basically like a documentary exactly. that he's making narrative, which is like you're saying. Exactly. Plus, dude, it is like uh, Herzog was one of the first directors that I really like. You can like find a lot of YouTube interviews with him and stuff. Yeah. And, like, yeah. That I really got into obsessed that way of him like talking about movies and. Just like in a different way that I you know, know and he's him. he's another one of the ones that is like inspirational to just regular yes. people to make yes. movies because yes. he literally, yes. like I think we talked about it maybe on our last last persona episode where you mentioned he literally just uh, to make his budget lower he just shoots the shots he needs exactly. <laughs> he doesn't try exactly. to shoot everything you know like yeah. like and, and a lot of the movies he, he just like records handheld like it's and insane. you can tell it's like so, him recording yeah and stuff. It's, it's yeah, yeah he's he's amazing and Aguirre is I think Aguirre is my favorite like at least narrative movie from him some of his documentaries I like more probably but my favorite of his narrative. Have you seen a, the Enigma of Casper Hauer? I have. Okay, because that was one I I, I need I to watch that when I again, watched it, so. but I couldn't pick it because I like the last time I watched yeah, it was that one. That one I need to watch so. again because that was one of my, or not one of the ones I loved, but yeah, I watched it 2019, so I was like I, I loved it at the time, but I I just don't remember it enough to pick it. Okay. Was this crawl the 70s? Uh, I think it's 80s. I think it's 80s. That's probably my yeah, second favorite. That was 10 years later. 82. But yeah, that is a, that's my that's my uh, fifth pick. Good pick, good pick. Um, I'm gonna continue the Tarkovsky train here and pick Mirror. Um, I mean, yeah, like Mirror. It's it's. I'm I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. Even though we haven't done an episode on it, it's like in our various lists or whatever. But um, I mean, generally, just like the dreamlike nature of, and like uh, the way he films memory, I feel like it's just like it's 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 so like hasn't been done in quite this way before. Or just ever in general, like it's it's the mood that Tarkovsky creates, which I think that's like one of Tarkovsky's great strengths is like creating like this yes. mood, yes, creating yes. great like mood, just like with uh, the unique. like this is the Brisson thing, like finding cinemat- cinematographic ways to do that, yes, like just float his like camera, just oh, like letting man. it float through like a scene, like especially the fire scene yes. you know, at the beginning uh, with the colors and everything, like uh, it's like it's unbelievable. I, I, I yeah, the like opening like ten to fifteen minutes is like insane. I couldn't tell you what happens because there's there's literally like no narrative really, and that's like what I. Well, there's at. like it's just like an impression, like a kid. Exactly, and his mom it's like an impression. And, like, it's like painter in a way yeah. or something. Like, um, but yeah, it's it's hard to talk about still. Like in that way, it's like it's like it may, it's like it's so good, but it's hard to talk about. But uh, yeah, incredible. I mean, if you pick a Tarkovsky soon, then we'll definitely. Yeah, it's like one of those we'll have to talk about them specifically. You know? Yeah, because like. It definitely is. It's unique how it goes through the, like the different stories. And, like yeah, the way it like flows through them yeah, all. It's like by keeping the characters like the same ages and stuff. Um, well, even then, like sometimes you like a character in the present will be like the same. Uh, like the the girlfriend the, uh, and his and the mom, mom are this are the same actress. Yes, and yeah. like and like he'll like blend yeah, that's really that confusing. Yeah. Honestly, that's like a boon Yeah, thing. I was like, <laughs> it's very boon, like that obscure desire, which yeah. is also on my draft yeah. board. But I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah, incredible. Everyone knows about Mirror, though, I feel like. But. It just, like, maybe, uh, okay, because maybe, I guess I'll, just to keep the 
Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky. Okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm going to pick uh, Stalker, which is obviously yeah. his best movie. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you. I don't think you could. You, I don't think you can definitively say if there's a best Tarkovsky movie. This is, you know, it's a, he's unbelievable. <laughs> no, but uh, maybe just think about this too. Like the reason why I like Stalker and Stalker a little more, it just like the side maybe, the side the genre <laughs> element. Yeah, it kind of okay. like detaches a little more versus like Tarkovsky. You know, he gets a little too personal sometimes. Okay. I, I, I like that personally. No, I do it's, like it at times. At times, especially because like there's a lot of like uh, like the World War Two kind of like uh, angles in Mirror, like where like, yes. some of the memories are from. No, I actually do love it in Mirror. I'm just saying maybe more of some of his later movies. I can see that. Uh, like he literally has a movie called Nostalgia. <laughs> like he okay. creates his like childhood. Let's let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Nostalgia great. Nostalgia has some great shots too. No, but Stalker, dude, I just love like. There's like this grand. It has this grand nature to it, but there's like, it's like nothing. It's like yeah, it's like, like, it's, like so, it's like the movie's nothing. Yeah. Really, if you think about it, like, and apparently he got they, cancer they, from filming it. Or they something. like walked. Oh, well, uh, they had to film it like three times because like um, uh, the the prints kept on getting ruined or whatever. And like um, and like he had like two one or two cinematographers quit too. Um, and then basically, it's theorized. It's it's kind of a theory theory that like basically he got uh, his because cancer of his because of him filming in these like wastes uh, nuclear wastes um but was it worth it I don't know maybe <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I the movie's know. amazing dude like, uh, like I love like they don't find anything I guess spoiler alert but like <laughs> I don't know it's just about it just, the friends we made them yeah cause it's like it, it almost like it just it has everything in terms of like a narrative you know almost tricks you into thinking that there's yeah. gonna be a narrative you know it's uh, like yeah it's just so like like, like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it like covers But, you, like, I think right? all of us kind of have been getting at this. It's like, he has very absorbing movies, you know? Yeah. You just, like, get have into Have you guys them. read Roadside Picnic? No. That's no. really good. No, I need to. That's is really it like good. the movie? No. <laughs> no. Okay. no. <laughs> I feel like the, the book would have a lot more talking and stuff. I had to guess. It does. But... It does have a lot more talking. Tarkovsky but it's also a lot just, talking there's too, also right? just a lot of intrigue in the movie because they don't really know, like, what... Like, the reason it's called Roadside Picnic is, like, there's a quote in the movie, like, we don't know if they're here to like kill us or or, or like to befriend us or if this is just a stop along the way for a roadside picnic, basically. Okay. Like, and this is just like what's left behind, like yeah, these yeah, little yeah. like areas, this little, yeah. these little areas that they explore, that the stalkers explore. It's a really good book. Also, I also love how like the, the like the first like 20, 30 minutes or so it, like has like that filter, uh, that color filter that's yeah. like brown and like it's like really yes. nasty. Yes. And then, like you just get to like yes. the uh, it's like all of a sudden it's like turns green when they get yes. to the zone. I mean, like, um, <clears throat> Solar has a very similar thing where he's like. The at the beginning of it is like black and white. I think no, it starts or, to, well. Or it's when it goes to the. It's when he goes to the or uh, or when they uh, go on the uh, when they watch the uh, report on the video of that. That's when it's black and white. Yeah, okay, so but, it's color. They watch that for a long time in black and white. Yeah, but then it's when they're driving through the tunnel when, before he goes to the space. Uh, yeah, and he like change like changes the filters and that like it, it lasts like five like, minutes. Yeah, it's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Because like, so uh, he does this very similar things in both movies to like get you into this like zony feeling. It's like yeah. that lo- like in a slot in Stalker it's the train, and it's that the sounds the train make for a long ass time while yeah, they're going yeah, inside yeah. the zone. Uh, Damn, I need to rewatch Stalker. It's been a while. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, like he's I'm one of the move, directors where like I'm okay with his long ass movies because so. uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just like Let lets his images you know just like he's like sigh like that at least like he yeah, lets his images yeah. just. You know, just let, you let them speak for themselves. I mean, that's why, like, Barry Lyndon since 2001 also are like that, you know, like... I think if we do talk about... Movie, uh, longer movies just, uh, just look, that just look amazing. So. Yeah, it's just look amazing. And kind of are slow, too, I guess. A Dolce Vida, you know? No, no. no, no. <laughs> too long, too long. But what were you going to say? What were you going to say? Uh, 
No, I'm saying if we do Star Classic, we'll have to talk about the Solaris uh, 2001 connection, too. Because yes. I think mean, it's a lot it's we so there. interesting. Yeah, like, it is. It definitely um, is. And I haven't even thought about it enough, but... Yeah. But yeah, that's my... Uh, I think you got another pick, too. Okay, yeah. So that was my number fifth pick. Number Six, fifth. Seven, I have four number picks. Fifth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn. Four more picks. I'm running out of people to follow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I think I got my four... I think I'm gonna get everything I want now. Like I'm pretty confident, okay. but uh, I'll go with the chess players. Slate okay. Ray. Um, I want to. I think Blake might pick a Ray movie, but I wasn't sure. I I was uh, leaving it because I knew you'd pick the chess players. Uh, so, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am going to pick a Ray movie though. So. Okay. I mean, the chess players, as uh, we are Seth Cole put on a science sound ballot, top ten movie of all time. <laughs> uh, no, but dude, honestly, this is like you don't think of. Uh, Ray this way, but this is like his most uh, kind of like dreamy movie. Like there's like kind of two stories going on at the same time, but like what two of the characters are like in a very like comedic situation. So I was kind of saying I was gonna say Boonwell too, because especially with like these two kind of side characters in the movie, they're very like I don't know. It's a it's an interesting movie for Ray because most of Ray's movies are kind of like straightforward narratives for the most part and like yeah. kind of character stories, and so this one is like more about like just like the nation itself of India and the characters are kind of just like pieces just like you know the, the movies that are like called the chess players so um, and, and it's uh, it's kind of about how India is modernized too uh, that's it is more like I, every time I think of this movie it is like his most been well movie because uh, it's really funny but then if you want you can get really deep themes out of it too so kind of yeah. both going for it have, have you have you seen this? Yeah, I've seen the Chess Players. Okay. I need to rewatch it because I, I it's been a while, but I remember that I remember liking the colors a lot. So. Oh yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like I mean the I mean the header on the box is amazing. Illustrates yes, uh, what I'm saying. So yeah. <laughs> honestly, that, this could use a restoration too for sure. Because honestly, it sucks. Like the Criterion like Isn't restored it? all his like 50s and 60s movies. Or not all. I of thought them, they had this one. Some now, don't they? Is it? No, it's not their one. No. Okay. No, it's not restored. Yeah, because they've only done like some of his popular fifties and sixties movies, but like my favorite decade easily for Ray is the seventies. Oh really? So, oh yeah. I mean, two of the one Blake movies. Movies. Yeah, the big city and Charlotte are both. I have four 60s. from this. I would have. I could have picked. Ah, so. No, he was going crazy in the seventies too. Like uh, he, it's up there with Godard because he was making a lot of shit in the seventies, and he was writing too. So, but uh, I'll probably do Ray at some point. As a so series. down the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the chess players, number six. Um, all right, for I think at this point I'm also confident I'm gonna get everything I want from now on. Um, so I'm just gonna start picking from the top down. Um, my next pick is really uh, this. This is definitely like one of easily one of my favorites from the decade. But I knew both of you wouldn't weren't gonna pick this because you haven't really seen. I think Dan, you've seen it like a while ago, and Blake's never seen it. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the Killing of a Chinese Bookie, directed by John Cassavetes. Um, I am obsessed with this movie right now. If you didn't notice, I've if I watched it. Uh, if you look at my letterbox, I've watched it like I watched it a few months ago. Uh, I rewatched it for like the third time, and I just watched it this week again. Like, I saw you because I, 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 I pinned it. You pinned it on your reviews or something. That, that, I didn't think I pinned. It. I just I just rewatched. Oh, is that it. a recent review? Oh, maybe that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been, but yeah. Um, but it's. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about this in our upcoming series uh, that I'm picking on John Cassavetes, but. Um, it's 
it's uh he he really like combines his like Castlevania elements with like he, like he, he like goes a bit more genre in here in this movie and it's like really interesting how he does it because it like because uh, the movie kind of is like a whole allegory about uh, uh, Cassavetes and his struggle with the studio system with Cosmo this like uh, like the strip joint owner he like who like uh, has like all these musical numbers like with stripping in it but he like uh, has a lot of passion for it because he like he like sets up that he like directs the numbers he like writes them he like uh, stages the actors so in a way it's like it's like he's so proud of his art but uh, basically due to gambling debts he has to make a hit that he doesn't want to do you know he has to kill a Chinese bookie, you know, as the title says, but, uh, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's, it's very much an allegory of how Cassavetes, like, uh, he, he's proud of his art, but then, like, the producer is making him, uh, mm. do a debts or something. He, yeah, he, has, he has to go shoot uh, something he doesn't want to do, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's, oh, it's so beautiful. It's, it's amazing. It, 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 it's, it's, it's one of those movies I, I just, like, can't stop thinking about all the time. I don't know. More it's to like, come soon? Yes. Definitely be <laughs> ready to watch again, because I watched this in 2018. Yeah, do, do, do you remember Expecting anything from something it? way different. Yeah, do, do you remember anything from it? No, I definitely watched this because like the it looked way exciting. Like uh, probably how you watched Laris. So I was like, oh <laughs> shit! Like oh like, shit! Killing a Chinese bookie. Like, uh, and, yeah. but no, I think I'd appreciate it more now. Okay. Uh, I, I don't remember really anything from it. That's very good. One of my favorite movies ever. But yeah. Cosmo Vitelli, great name. Oh yeah, damn. Ben Gazzara, one of the best performances I've ever seen. Okay, honestly. he's really good in Husbands too. Really oh, he's like so good in everything. Oh, when he like freaks out and husband. Okay, I guess we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about we'll asshole after we've recorded. But um, yeah, great movie. All right, Blake, your number six. All right, my number six. I'll just keep the Ray Train going because Danny basically said what I was gonna say actually for the adversary. Whenever you were oh, talking about like talking about India as a country, this one is a character study too, obviously because it's, it's studying the character of uh, or, or our main character. But it's the backdrop of Calcutta is heavy on the movie and like the situation that this man is in, you can tell that a lot of people at the time were in this type of situation, you know? And I still just can't, like, the the one scene, and I feel like the scene in the movie is whenever he goes to stand up to the, uh, to, like, the people making, to, like, the employers making them wait for, like, their job interview. Like, that's, like, the scene in the movie to me because, like, I don't know, in a lot of ways it feels like this is, like, Ray's, like, like a younger Ray would have made this, but Honestly. he was already, like, deep in his career at this yeah, point. Yeah. But I don't know. I just love this movie a lot. Like it, it, it. I feel like it deals with like what was going on in India at the time and yes. the feelings of the young, of the of the younger yes. generation, really, really well. And it's one of the best movies. This is double probably. Yeah, I was gonna say. You can, you, what you can say is at least double probably. Like. No, I mean, because uh, he was very aware. Like, uh, like apparently during this time in the seventies, you know, like the French New Wave had just started. You know, and like. This was like uh, this had an impact all across the world in terms of like younger people being like oh a lot of the older masters and Ray was kind of older generation at this point like being like oh they don't really care about uh, the new generation they only make about movies about the past and stuff like that so that's why in the seventies you see a lot of like modern movies that he made oh he, he calls them the Calcutta trilogy this like have one, you seen the Middleman or yet. Company Limited no I haven't seen it the Middleman is also amazing dude even though it's like yeah. it's a little more like rough because like it's just not a good quality and like he probably had to make it really fast but. Um, no, it's also very similar themes, too. In some way, even, like, I like it, like, I go back and forth, because all they have, like, similar themes, but they're, yeah. like, different characters, and different about different, you know, like, all the movies are, like, different at the same time, so, uh. I feel like this one is, like, it, it's, it's so, I mean, I haven't seen those other ones, but this one is, like, so good, because it feels like it's the same situation in India today still. Yeah. Like, like in terms of like people like the the population looking for jobs and yes, there being yes. no jobs especially in big cities basically. yeah especially yeah. in cities like Calcutta yes. like 
No. And like, it, and that's the thing, it probably transfers to like feelings all over the world, too. Yeah. Um, it does need a restoration, though, as well. I will say does, that. Yeah. Really wish it had one, but I mean, it is on YouTube for free, so, so I mean, people can watch it <laughs> at the very least. It's, it's way too underseen, but uh, it is. It's so good. Um, but yeah, that's my number six pick. Um, number seven. I'm trying to think of what I want to do. I think I'll just take my person here. Um, so I'll take Lancelot Dulac. That's my. Th I mean, I, we we just did our episode on this. I just talked about how this was my, was my favorite uh, my favorite Brisson movie, and you can listen to that episode if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one word describe Lancelot. Yeah. One word. One word. Or one word <laughs> sentence. <laughs> no, green. No, 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 it's 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 uh, just demythologized. Demythologized. Yeah. Also, I mean, we had we had McCain and Mrs. Miller on this uh, yes, on this right. graph too. So we like, I think mm -hmm. we'll compare. Yeah, yeah, we did. So, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, I guess now's my pick. Your number seven. Oh man, what do I go here? Um, I think actually I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in the realm of the senses, directed by Nagisa Oshima. Oh, okay. Um, this film has a reputation. Didn't know it was a sign for you. And I, I fucking love this movie. What uh, are you trying to say, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This exact, I was about to talk about someone it. Someone cut my <laughs> The reputation of this movie, I feel like, has clouded a lot of people who go to this movie because they have no knowledge of Oshima. They just know, oh, it's the sex movie, you know? <laughs> and then, basically, what happens is they, and they give it three stars and they never go, hey, Danny Joshua. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's what But other people, too. You're not the only one. You're not the only one. Um, you definitely need to watch it. But, yeah, like, it's... Uh, what, what this does, like, specifically, I love have how... I've seen it. Yeah. Okay, do you like um, what, 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 what I didn't rate it. Oh, <laughs> oh the cow is not rating. The cow is not rating. I didn't know how to rate it. A Luke, a Luke rating, basically. Okay, not even. I'm, I'm, I'm for him. Kind okay, of. Okay, I do okay, need right. to. I do need to watch that one again. This has been a long time. Um, so. Same. But just like, uh, it's it's. I think Neil Bahadur said it best in his reviews. It's like the most freest movie ever made. Honestly, I, I can't I, agree with that. Just like oh, knowing about yeah, all yeah, the other movies that have come out. It's, it's, it's one of the freest movies. I mean, like, we just like, did Brisson. How did you say oh that? We literally just did Brisson. See, three, Mr. Three Star over <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, it's, 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 but what do you mean by that? Before I hate it, what like, do you mean by that? Oh, I'm going to go into the why I love it. It's like, it, uh, it's a movie that, like, it's it's unbound by any, like, sort of taboo, or it just, it feels like, uh, it, it's, it's really just like, it's like the most youthful, like, uh, freeing movie. Like, it, it's not bound by anything, really. Or just, like, any taboo, it's any bound rules, by the, any like, rules. I don't want to see the gore that's happening on okay. the screen and stuff. That's anyway, cool. I'm going to continue. <laughs> that's going. what uh, has me Too much uh, sex. Yeah. Honestly, no. But it's, like, uncomfortable, which I guess is kind it's, of the point, but... Partly, but even then, it, it, there's a point where it, it kind of, it, it kind of overloads you. I think at first it kind of is, but like, you kind of get used to it. Because, like, uh, what's so good about the sex, I think, in this movie is that it, it, it's, it's not merely just saying, like, because it is about sexual obsession, but it's also saying like uh, using sex as like a rebel uh, as a uh, a rebellion against the fascist nationalist mm -hmm. Japan at the time, and uh, it's like it, 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 the sex has created this like world for these characters, which is what's referred to as in the realm of the senses. Like that's like the realm they create yeah. uh, is through sex. Um, okay. They create this world between the two of them. Yeah, that only, and then basically it becomes it, it's some such an obsession that uh, and just like. Uh, it, it becomes such a like uh it becomes so much it comes so like uh, a passion between the two but there's no choice but to uh mm. but for them to kill them or yeah. her to kill uh, yeah. him basically um but it's 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 truly just like one of the most like 
it, it feels very gratifying. I don't even know if that's the best way to describe it. Like the the feeling it gives me, it's just it, it really just free. I guess I, that, that's like the best description I can give it. it which even I don't even think I did really that well. But like, God, I, 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 it, it's hard to talk about, especially because like a lot of sex in it. Obviously, it's a lot of sex. Blank, you have anything? I mean, you didn't rate it, so no, I haven't rated. I mean, it's been a, it's been too long, so yeah, I can't really okay. say. Yeah, anything that's why about I don't want to say too much because like my. Just thought of it as not liking it. But it's it's but, good. But you should you should read about it before. My like, opinion, that's a big on, point my opinion on Oshima has changed since I've seen it though, because when I, I didn't know who Oshima was whenever I first watched. Yeah, exactly. That's that's like, the yeah, that's probably, that's probably, the problem. I still haven't watched a lot actually. Because you heard a sex movie. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 I was trying to complete a list. Okay, we see. No, I still only see three Oshima movies, but all three of them talk about like this taboo subject of like. I think I bought this movie. That's why I watched it. Oh, for example, I bought it for the. Criterion because it was like uh, eBay like fifteen bucks or something. Uh, okay, honestly, the cover is so the good. Good. That's like, why I was pissed yeah. when I didn't like it too. Which makes it worse yeah. when you like buy a Criterion, you're like, oh, this sucks. Like, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it sucks, but like when I was watching, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Obviously, you know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, three point six letter blinds. It's not as hated as you say. It like, should be say. higher. It should be higher. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I like that. That's a good solid place for it to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay, I, as I say, like I shouldn't be talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, stop. No, but the one, the thing you say about like creating its own world, like have yeah. you seen any Mitsuguchi movies? Yes. Like he's kind of known for that too, like using courtesans and like uh, basically like, the process of that era to be like this is how they could use their power because like that was the only time like women could have any control. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, In these yeah, kind yeah. of certain environments. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, uh, I should also mention before uh, one of the most beautiful moments ever is when uh, uh, the the main guy in that movie the the movie. Uh, initially for the first like hour hour 15 you kind of uh don't know how to feel about him because like uh, you don't know like his political affiliation you know why he's uh in this like affair basically um but the, mo- the movie brilliantly recontextualizes it in a moment where he's walking down the street and uh with his head down with when, when there's like a uh, a military like march right next to him it's just, like perfectly like he's walking the other way with his head down with like the all like the the military with the military flags and everything and all the people cheering them on it's like a beautiful image that like perfectly like contextualizes what Oshima's really going for in the movie. But yeah, it's incredible. Is Oshima a high up director for you? Like who would you pick first, Obayashi or Oshima? Probably Obayashi. Oshima, I, I, I need. There's a lot of his movies that like I, I, I need to read up more on because okay. like that they, there are a lot of like political contexts I'm missing. Um, but uh, Merry Christmas, Lawrence is one of my favorite movies. Obayashi will probably be done at least next year, maybe. Okay, so. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. Luke doesn't pick him, at least Obiashi Part One because it's got so many fucking movies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you might need to do a survey. Honestly, we need to get to Hong Kong like immediately. Like <laughs> that's the, this guy. Like you can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, we uh, could definitely do it differently because, like, we compare his some of his eighties movies with with the later ones to get yeah. a good like like how like Honestly, or how he changed over time also. But yeah. like, that's something I've been thinking of too. I but I mean, just just, just, just make sure <laughs> like just make sure Hanukkah Tommy and Casting Boston is great. Oh, they well yeah, and I maybe still, like, I still watch Casting Boston. Cinema. I still you, watch Casting okay, Boston. So. Uh, some days that's my favorite of the Ashi. That's all I'm gonna say. Like. Anyway, uh, I can't say anything on this. I'm so. next. I'm next. I, no, I'm next. No, I am next. Wait, wait no, no, I haven't picked seven yet. Yeah, oh, you haven't picked seven? Yeah, we're on this. We're going this spot. Okay. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I, I thought I was on me again. So, uh, so seven is um, Ridwick got talks of a called Titus. Okay. Nice. Which I know you one. gave it a five when you watched it, right? 
When I watched, I don't know what is it. You like, watched uh, God Talks Forever. Yeah, I, I've seen it. I, I really liked it. You watched it. I think we watched the Thomas's. Your brother's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, just like I mean, the other movie I could pick because I equally like it is Reason Debate in the Story, like his two uh, God Talks Two Seventies movies. But like, I'm kind of picking this one because like the same argument I was making in 2001. Like, this is his greatest movie in a lot of ways. Like his most epic movie. It just yeah. Like honestly, it goes through just the survey of kind of. It's like telling a specific story in some sense. Um, I don't remember any of the story really. Like I just remember just like the the, the rain and everything. Yeah, like, so that's the, the thing. Like the uh, if you go to my review on Letterbox, you can I have a link to Money Call talking about this movie. And he yeah. talks about how like basically Gottak was really going for this uh, what he calls the epic form, which you really don't like, which is obviously a huge Indian tradition in like writing epics and stuff. Uh, but you can tell the film he's trying to do that. So he's combining these, like, kind of very local stories of, like, some fishermen, but at the same time trying to tell the whole story of India or, like, the partition with ben- uh, Bengal. Um, I- I've only seen it three times, and I-, I feel like I barely know it. Like, yeah. a lot of it's still happened. just, like, a... Just like the sweeping of the images, you know, the the image of the mom in the rain. Yes, yes. I love how it goes very small at times and it goes really huge at times, and then yeah, uh, there's like it's like it has like a three act structure, but it's like each act is like really different. Um, Okay, surprising. Three point seven on Letterboxd. Yeah. Okay. It's like kind of. It is a long movie. It's it's like kind of low though. And like that's the thing, it doesn't tell you much. That's uh, it's funny because I was thinking like who would I pick first between Ray and Gatak. Um, what the? Okay, sorry. I'm I'm reading the bio for the first time, and, and there's a sentence here where it says, "Gotok ingeniously weaves a narrative featuring interconnected characters, a story a storytelling technique later embraced by Robert Altman in Nashville." That's like so random. That's that caught me off guard. I'm sorry. <laughs> Plus, uh, yeah, no, that, that, that's a great seventies movie. But I think I would probably pick God Talk over it's like uh, his fifth best right? 70s movie. So. Who? Sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> National. National. Oh, he has so many bangers. It's, it's and National's not that good. As we, no, as we National's amazing. Stop with it. Um, but, yeah. but I can see what they're saying. Like, maybe. With the camera movements and stuff a little bit. But re- really, there's no one like God Talk. Like, that's one of Monty Call's main points. Is like, he doesn't really have a Western influence, like, that directly. Like, that he loved Western films. <laughs> but, like, there's really, like, he's not... The, a lot of the storytelling techniques he's getting is either from, like, his drama career he had or from just like Indian art forms a lot too but um but he also loved Eisenstein and stuff so but you know we'll definitely come back to him at some point but yeah Vroom Call Titus number 7 uh number 8 uh I think I have to go with Ross Lane's The Messiah okay haven't seen it no neither have you seen this I don't Damn, think, okay. uh, so Ross Lane's Jesus movie the easily the best Jesus movie ever made um, even though I haven't seen Pasolini's. Okay. I seen there's it. no way it's better than Ross Lane's, so come Not on. the Jesus movie that came out last year or whatever? <laughs> I don't remember. What? <laughs> I mean, the only one that comes close is Assassin 3380. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, uh, The Messiah, Ross Lane, I, like I said, uh, I'm still debating between Ross Lane and Boonwell. I'm, like, going back and forth every day, like, who I want to yeah. go more into next time, but, like... Uh, I talked about presentation versus representation uh, on the episode a few years ago. I mean, a few weeks ago. And Rossini is, uh, like, historical movies. Like, they really do that to the, like... They take that kind of idea and apply it to historical settings, which I really love. So, like, most Jesus movies you get, they're kind of, like, very preachy, you know? Like, they're very dramatic. But, like, Rossini is the Messiah is, like, the exact opposite. Okay. It's almost like he's, like, trying to show, like, what, what do you do if you just filmed, like... 
Like, they're literally quoting Bible verses when they talk, you know, a lot of the times. And the camera's very far away, and it looks like it's almost just, like, zooming in on a, ca- a Bible story happening, and then it zooms out, you know, kind of like... Ominous. You know? Yeah, no, I mean... Yeah, Ross Laney, you mean the other <laughs> <man>. <laughs> uh, But, no, the same thing. Like, I was honestly thinking about this in my head, like, a, a couple days ago. Like, there are certain directors that I would call, like, directors that like panning. Like, pan yeah. directors, they pan side to side, but they never zoom. Yeah. Or if they do zoom, they always pan the camera forward. Like, they're literally moving the camera forward. Yeah. Versus other directors that zoom, uh, and, but they keep their camera in the same spot a lot of times. Yeah. And it's like, Altman and Rossling are both zoom directors. You know, okay. they, they would rather zoom across the screen, you know, as yeah. they get closer or something. I love me a good zoom. I like Honestly. both, but it just, like, you can tell certain directors like one or the other. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, Kubrick is a zoom director. Um, but, like, Brisson's a pan director that we just watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he now, like, never, you know, like, he always uses the same lens, so... But, uh, yeah, the Messiah, Ross Laney, we might, we might be coming back to him soon, so. Yeah. Did you pick your two, or... Yeah, you did. Okay, okay. I, I did. Well, yeah, you called, you had River Call Ties before that. Okay, yes, yeah, yes, yes, Okay. Yes. Oh, man, what do I pick next? Um, oh, dude, this is hard. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pick, because I haven't really talked about it ever, I don't think. I don't know if I have. Uh, The Conformist, directed by Bernardo Bertolucci. Movie neither of you have seen, sadly. Um, I feel like as we get, this is like we can tell when we weren't like, yeah, yeah, yeah. gonna take these movies, yeah. so like, no, it wasn't seen. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, to be honest, I need to watch more Bertolucci because it's like one of the two I've seen, or three I've seen. I've only seen three, and um, yeah, this movie's incredible. Like, uh, I know Paul Schrader loved this movie. Oh, oh my gosh, like, it's no, it's uh, it has it, it's like this, like, it's almost like a there's almost, it's not really a narr- I wouldn't even call this really a narrative. It's, like, more, like, uh, very much, like, a... It's, like a, po- like, a tone poem, in a way, but, like, it's, like, it's, like, a symphony of sorts. That probably made no sense to any of that scene, but, uh, it... If, 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 if it's, it's not a traditional narrative where it's going plain. It's, like, more just, like, it, it almost feels very, like, impressionistic, honestly. Um, which the score is, like, one of my favorite scores ever. Um... No, it's George Rodé de LaRue. But it's, it's basically about this guy who's, like, this, like, fascist, uh, who, uh, and kind of, it's, it's very, it's, it's like, an, it's a great anti-fascist film, because it shows, like, how, like, uh, how soul-suckling fashion is, uh, or soul, just, like, uh, how much, how much, uh, like, yeah, it's, like, soulless fashion is, like, it's really, and it goes through this guy, it basically kind of shows it. Um, and there's a lot of memories, and, like, um, inc- like, some of the best, like, camera work and visuals I've ever seen. Um... But it's definitely hard to talk about when you haven't seen it because it's like more of like an experience movie. I feel like, um, but yeah, incredible movie. The Bertolucci. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen a Bertolucci movie. I don't yet, think I so. have either. Can't really say much. Yeah. I'll get to him at some point. So yeah, that's all I can say. A lot of directors. <laughs> I still haven't got to the early Italian directors. Finished those yet? Like Visconti yeah. and. Uh, there's another one I'm forgetting. I haven't seen any Visconti. I've seen them. I I I I can't believe I haven't seen. Seventies Visconti. No, I haven't seen anything. Damn, fake fan. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I've, I've watched a lot of his other ones before, but. Alright, that's fantastic. Alright, Blake, what's your number eight? Alright, my number eight is going is a uh, Ottinger's Ticket of No Return. Or I I love the German title a lot more. It's called it's a Bill Designer Trinkerin. <laughs> it's the the portrait of a, of a female drunkard. 
Um, that's literally what the movie. What the Wait, movie what? Is. It's, it's the, the German title is Bildes Einer Trinkerin, and the which is the literal translation is Portrait of a Drunk of a of a Female Drunkard. Oh, okay. And so why is it Ticket of No Return for the English? Well, it's, it's just like the most basic ass title, kinda, like for like English, it. because Ticket like of No Return. It's it's literally this lady or the the main character bought a ticket to Berlin with no plans on returning home. Basically, she's gonna live the rest of her life out. Sounds like as a, a drunkard. Sounds like a ticket to No Return. I know, yeah. but that, <laughs> but the, I like the German title a lot more but um i mean it's it's what the title says it is at least the german title like it's ulrich ottinger painting a portrait of like this 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 uh, woman and then kind of by like happenstance comparing it to like men and how they're treated if they if they do the exact same thing in public like that's basically the crux of the movie mm-hmm. um i think it's also like beautiful the i think um the main actress is actually a model and she, uh, she worked Persona? on, she worked Persona. on, <laughs> she worked with Oliver Cottinger. She's a model? <laughs> but I mean, if you've listened to this podcast before, you've probably heard me talk about Oliver Cottinger, at least Show of Arc of Mongolia, because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. But she's someone that we will probably do at some point, once I find her movies. Yeah. But, <laughs> or an easy way for you Someday. guys to find her movies. Somehow, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess left the 14 hour, like, movie, like, for the episode, like... I, I mean, Tiger would probably be one of them. Yes, that's that one's only seven. Though. Seven? <laughs> always seven. All right. Her other one's twelve. <laughs> oh wait, which one's twelve? Is it Tiger called Camiso's Shadow? I thought Tiger. No, Tiger is like seven or eight. Camiso's Shadow. You better not fucking pick those. If we do, I was looking through her filmography. I wasn't even listening. If we do Baylatar, we're going to be doing something. Oh yeah, we have to do it. We're going to. We have to. It's going to be just that one. No, that's just going to be that one. Yes. You know, he does have some long... Seven hour, twelve hour, one the same episode. Like, <laughs> come, on, come on, guys, you got this. Like, you got this. You got like, what are we fucking... Did it take off from work or something? <laughs> no, yeah, but... It's the only movies you watch that week. <laughs> like, I mean, basically, yeah, you thought uh, that's how it makes I mean, it took me... I think I watched Tiger over three or four days, so... Damn. <laughs> and then Camizo's Shadow was like a week, so... But this one's only on for five minutes. No, this one's just this yeah. one's like a narrative. <laughs> like if so, viewer, listener, you can watch this one. It's like a narrative <laughs> film, but like that's that's also the thing with Ola Grottinger is like she's not really a narrative director. Really, it's like Joan of Arc of Mongolia is like no narrative either. It's just it's just like showing it's just like she, like it's like, she's using like this narrative framework to show you like Mongolia basically. But um, and and she is telling like a story. Like most of her stories deal with like womanhood and like and like a, a like a just. The, like the female in general like and like their feelings but Ticket of No Return is amazing so I think if you can find it you should watch it but my number nine movie is probably someone we will be doing at some point too and you guys definitely have I don't know if you've heard of him you may, might have but he's a uh, one of the most famous stunt coordinators in or from the from the golden era of Hong Kong like in the 70s and 80s and he's also a really great director but Dirty Ho, directed by Law Carlong. I've heard of it. No, yeah, I haven't. I know that you. I know. I know that you've heard of that. I have downloaded. Yeah. But um, <laughs> like Law Carlong is one of the best like martial arts directors of all time, and Dirty Ho is the only one I've seen him that he's directed right like yet. Um, I've seen a lot of the ones he's done stunts for. Like he's been the stunt coordinator on. But Dirty Ho is like one of the best choreographed um, martial arts movies I've ever seen. It's insane. It's all. I mean, it's a great title, also. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like it's. He is like the action in this movie flows so insanely well. It's not. It's different than like something like what King Who would do. Yeah. Like it's different type. Like you can tell. Like this is like a dance basically. 
the choreography like between like the action is like a dance okay. and he's i mean he's he's fucking amazing the one i really want to watch from him though and i'll, and I'll watch it before we do our he's draft is tiger on the beat <laughs> he directed that one I, have you heard of that one dan uh-huh. that that's yeah. that's uh his one with chuggy and fat oh okay but uh oh, yeah, yeah i'm looking at the poster now yeah but yeah that's uh my number nine pick dirty ho we'll probably probably get to loud car long at some point honestly okay if we're around long see enough, i haven't but... no i haven't <laughs> Honestly, I haven't even heard of his enemies movies until right now. Dirty Coke, he's maybe very, I've seen before, like at some point. He's but, very yeah. he's more known for um like the Shaolin, like the Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin and stuff like that. Um okay. and also Dr- Drunken Master, but oh, yeah, like he, Jackie Chan, Drunken Master too, I guess. Yeah, I think he uh, was the stunt stunt coordinator for Drunken Master also. Okay, maybe, but have you seen Eight Diagram Pole Fighter? No, yeah, I have that that's one. That's a crazy title. Like, what the yeah, fuck what is that? that? <laughs> that's a, I mean, it's a, it's a fighting style. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. That, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> the eight diagrams or something. Damn, I'm reading the, uh, damn, his filmography looks so good. Oh, his filmography them. looks amazing. And that, like, I have a lot of them, so I'll, I'll bring my uh, hard drive oh, at some okay. point. But, no, plus you have them. But... Uh, and like... Like uh, spoilers for probably I don't know if damn it I don't know if I'm gonna make this my last pick or not. Um, I'm not gonna pick anything yet. But like he directed this movie like like an Aces Go Places movie that's got Sam Hui in it, one of the Hui brothers. Okay. I don't know. I haven't seen any Hui brothers. We'll we'll get we'll get to them them at some point. (laughs) That's a lot. We're saying saying that a lot. I know. Yeah. All right. But yeah, that was my number nine. So Luke, Luke, number nine. Y'all aren't gonna like my next pick. Because, you know, I gotta get my Fellini here. I'm picking Casanova. Oh, <laughs> Casanova! <laughs> I love Casanova. You no, know? I mean, you did, we did do it on the podcast. Yes, we, yeah, we, did. Did. we did. We did. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was defending it with my life. Right. You know? um, we had, yeah, we have an episode on this, which I kind of talked about why I love the movie, like, extensively, but... As it was hard to get through, as we talked to You had Roma and the Clowns right there. I think this is just, this is, like, Fellini's peak as, like, a visual artist, like... Just some of the most original images you've ever seen, honestly. Just like, it's like it's like him using Shinichita to its like fullest potential. I um, mean, he did do that, but I don't yeah. know if this is the film. Um, and he, <laughs> uh, he does a really. Dry, it's like, it, it, but also it, like it's like he does it in a very like artificial art like artificial way that like kind of helps elevate the character kind of with his artificial yeah. life. Um, and just like it, it goes deeper and deeper. Like you go like you start like with this like kind of surface level of who he is, and you just go deeper and deeper and deeper. Until you realize, like, what's really like the cause of what, how he is, and uh, one of the most beautiful endings I've ever I've ever seen, to be honest. Like, I do like that ending. I still remember it. Incredible. Um, you, don't, wait, you don't remember the? No, I still remember it. Oh, you saw, I think so. You don't remember. Was that when he fights that guy at the end and stuff? No, he, he dances, dances with, with the doll. Oh, and he, he, well, yeah, he sees the he sees the head of Venus on yeah. the frozen leg, and then he dances with the mechanical doll. Oh, so mm-hmm. good. Incredible film. Mm-hmm. Um, these two are haters, but you know that was a good moment. That was a good moment. It's too long. Oh, it's definitely not and too way long. too weird. <laughs> it's 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 the right amount. 155 minutes for those. Fellini's <clears throat> good at making long movies. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all. How I'm many say. times? That's all I'm gonna say. say. He's like, we've been over this. Oh, yeah. How many yeah, times yeah. do I need to see Donald Pleasant's vinegar vinegar face or whatever that's called? I don't know. Like what? it's cum face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's orgasm face. I mean, it works. Are you talking about the league when they call that? It's like yeah. vinegar face, vinegar oh, yeah. syndrome, or something. Yeah, that's what it's called. What? Was it the league? <laughs> I don't remember. I, I, remember I, knew, I know it's a show, that, but okay. But either way, uh... yeah. 
amazing movie. How to get a Fellini. You had there. to get a Fellini in there. I'm so, like, there's just, there's, there's two better Fellinis for exactly. sure. That's, yeah. That's insane. You know, the I Clowns love, and I Roma? Cas- I just love Casanova. Over Roma? Yeah. Wild. Did you say that on the podcast? I don't remember you. I don't remember us roasting you for that. It, 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 it went, it went, it probably, it definitely went above it when we watched it for the podcast. That's insane. That's insane. That's insane. All right, all right. I'm I'll, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Because <laughs> I have all to. Right. Uh, so my number nine. Uh, damn. My number nine is Puppeteers of Rajasthan by Money Call. Oh, I was, I was like, I it's know. It's a 20-minute short documentary that I honestly thought about picking for this, but I was like, uh, for I mean for our next week episode, we're gonna do it in shorts, but. I just love this. It's just a short movie. Like it's kind of like maybe why you like evening classes, you know, with Tati. Yeah. But uh, like it's not Money Call's most intricate movie or anything. But I kind of just love that he made a documentary on uh, puppeteers. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Awesome. And he just like uh, there's just a lot of just like it's only twenty minutes. This is a fun watch for me. But um, yeah. I had to get a Money Call in there. Like there's like I feel like people might get mad that I didn't pick like Uski Rodi or uh, One Day Over the Rainy Nest. Oh, yeah, I mean yeah. uh, or One Day Before the Rainy Season. Yeah. But, I don't know, like, I just love Puppeteers of Rajasthan, because it starts to show, like, uh, his documentary aspect that I love, you know, versus those two early movies that are kind of more narrative. Yeah. Um, he really starts to break away to, like, more just, like, interweaving documentary way more, so uh, that's why I love Puppeteers of Rajasthan, number nine. And then number ten, I'll close it out with the one I was going to pick, number one, Traffic. <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. I thought to you. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, as we've talked about, yeah. was there we, we kind of talked about when we need to pray, parade, but um, his best movie in some way, a lot of ways, basically. <laughs> just like the fact that this is a TV movie, because I never yeah, learned that this. Like, I learned this was a TV movie after. It's like, and I just never would have uh, guessed, you know. It's honestly, it's it's, it's like, honestly just, the symposium in this one might be better than Playtime. Oh uh, wait, so you said what? The like symposium part, or like all the cars and stuff, like. I, I. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, it's a It is, but okay. Uh, yeah, no, I just love this movie because, like, it's, to me, it feels more relevant today. Like I said earlier, versus even like playtime in some ways, because okay. of just the cars aspect. You know, okay, especially okay. for America, like people still love their cars even more now than they probably did back then. So, yeah. like, and the fact like there's like a camping car in that, and like uh, you could easily see that like people trying to make sure like that now. We even have like yeah. cars like that, but yeah, uh, it's, just, it's a great just like road trip movie. Too. Yeah, it's just, like great, yes. like yeah. Go along for the ride, you know. Exactly, exactly. Um, Traffic, my ten pick. All right, for my last pick, it's gonna be an interesting one because if we did this a week ago, I wouldn't have picked this because I hadn't seen it yet. (laughs) Uh, We won't grow old together. Directed by Maurice Piala. Oh, that's why. Uh, Just to make sure. (laughs) Um, So. I, I didn't I knew who Maurice Piala was before this week, but I was kind of just reading some stuff about Cassavetes, and I saw people uh, refer to Maurice Piala as like the French version of him. Which, after watching him a bit, I kind of agree. I, I definitely he, they definitely have similarities. There, I wouldn't go that far to call him just the French Cassavetes. He's more than that. But um, uh, I watched this one first because it looked really interesting. And or I initially saw I watched it Wednesday, and I was like, okay, I like this. But I, for some reason, I don't love it because I guess I just wasn't on. I, I just wasn't familiar with Maurice Piala enough. But like, there were certain things that stuck in my mind about this film. Um, but then I, the next day, I watched his film and also more. Just probably his like most popular movie, movie, and I loved it. And I was like, okay, I want to go back now. And I, I immediately watched it the day after. Uh, uh, I initially watched it, and yeah, this is this movie is incredible. It's basically like 
it's it's basically a, a portrait of a relationship between this guy who's married and this his mistress. But pretty much what Maurice Pallad does is he like takes off he like only leaves like the ugly parts of the relationship within. So in a way, it's kind of like a damning kind of like que- like questions like why do we love like what what what's what keeps us going as like humans like why do we love when like uh, when it's like even like uh, like why why do we keep doing this basically it's, it's a super interesting thing it, it becomes like I think I think Felipe Furtado on Letterbox put it as like a it's like a symphony of misery <laughs> and also that's like the best way to describe it it's like uh, it's like it, it it plays with like. Uh, uh, like the the emotional kind of like chess in a way it's 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 like it's 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 sort of like uh, there's a lot of scenes too where like um like there's so many scenes of them saying like oh i don't love you anymore like at the end of the scene but then the next scene they're like back together they're like mm-hmm. uh, it, it just does a really good job like showing like the hot and coldness uh, of uh of relationships so yeah right. incredible movie have you seen any Maurice Peele? I, I haven't seen so. any of his movies. So. I don't know if y'all even like know much about him. Like, I know he likes Persona, I think. So okay, I, I think he wrote something. He likes Renoir a lot. I know oh, that. really? Okay. Um, uh, no, he's definitely someone I need to get to. Like some of these later French directors. Yeah. That I haven't seen yet. He has a Van Gogh movie. Okay. Oh, that movie looks amazing. I'm probably gonna watch that. <laughs> no, that yeah. does look good. But yeah. All right. Well, I guess my last pick, and this one's honestly really tough because there's a lot of movies I could choose here. I do think I'm going to go with um, The Private Eyes, uh, directed by Michael Hui, uh, the the people I was just talking about, or the, the man I was just talking about, basically. But there's a couple other movies I honestly really want to put on here, too. But The Private Eyes, I can say why I like it a lot more than the other two. Because, like, the other one that I... The, the only... Um, honorable mention, the only two honorable mentions I'll probably have, because Luke will probably see all the other ones now, is, uh, is, is Bubble Bath and Belladonna of Sadness, two animated oh, yeah. movies from the 70s that are fucking amazing. Like, Bubble Bath is this Hungarian animated movie that's, like, fucking just... The guy must have t- taken so much acid whenever he made that movie. Yeah. I have no idea what it's about, but it looks amazing. And the Belladonna of Sadness is kind of like Joan of Arc, but it's it's a beautiful animation, but it's also, like, really depressing. Um, but I, the reason I chose I choose the private eyes is because it's just so funny, man. <laughs> like, yeah. um, whenever like whenever I get all these Blu-rays and DVDs I have in Danny, I'm gonna let you download all or rip all of them so that you can have them too. But I think you're really gonna like the Hoy Brothers because oh, yeah. they Michael, especially the ones where they work all together. Because I have seen a few where it's just like Ricky Hui or where it's just Sam Hui, and it's not as great in my opinion. Like I've seen. John Woo's like John Woo did one with Ricky Hui where it, he was the lead and just like it was just him. That one's like it's not great, like it's not extremely funny. But whenever all three brothers are like working together, they make some of the funniest goddamn movies I've ever seen. Like they take they're very much in the silent silent comedy vein. Yeah. And none of these, at least none of the movies that I've seen from Michael Hui, with all three of them have had like this plot or like a plot at all. It's just like a bunch of situations where they can be funny. Like the private eyes is just a bunch of situations private eyes get in, like these private eyes get into, and the and the shenanigans that happen, like Security Unlimited, which is a little bit better than Private Eyes. That one came out in the eighties though, so I can't choose it. <laughs> but um, that one's just a security agency and a bunch of the shenanigans they get into. <laughs> like it's just like they it, it's it's so, they, they make such funny movies together, and I'm really excited for you guys to watch them eventually because I think you'll love them. But. That's my last pick, and I guess the last pick of this draft. So, this one's called the Private Eye. The Private Eyes. 
Oh, eyes. Okay. Okay, um, okay, okay. Any, I guess, honorable mentions now? I have a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say, rattle off some. Let's start go Rouge. Yeah, I'm surprised no one. I'm surprised no one picked that. I'm I, very it, it would probably be like but, eleven or twelve, honestly, for me. Um, the long goodbye, day for night, a woman under the influence, the passenger, the legend of the mountain, all that jazz, Mikey and Nicky, Jean Dilmon, fan of liberty, Amsterdam, days of heaven, opening yeah, night. Yeah, pick the best that, movie of all time. Guys. That obscure object of desire, news from home, Jean Zabriskie Point, oh, the yeah. High Piper, what's up, Doc? Yeah, that's for the. I just named like everything. No, yeah, I don't want to name all my. I mean, I had some like name the more. ones two that I would have that could be on this list, but the only reason I picked them because I think I like the other directors better. Um, Donkey in a Brahmin Village, uh, and also Truffaut's Small Change, okay. uh, which is oh, I love that movie. You didn't pick the Devil, probably. No, damn, I'm surprised. I, if Sorry. I was going to pick a Brisson, it was going to be Fly as Virginia, but then Danny took it, so look where we are. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, because I think I got all the directors I wanted, so I'm happy. If I had watched, I was Alien nervous about Alien. not getting Wells or Tati, but and uh, on record. But I guess Alien did end course. up on this list. <laughs> it did, yes, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Yeah, no, yeah. um, if I would have rewatched The Holy Mountain and still had the same opinion, it might have been on this list. But it's been too long, and I, I honestly, the more I watched after The Holy Mountain of Jodorowsky, the more I just think he's like this insane man- maniac that doesn't know how to make a good movie, but. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but I, I love say, the whole a movie, so. a movie I watched a long time ago, but I st- think I would love if more if I watched now is. Uh, have you guys seen Being There? No, I Hal Ashby. It's like with uh, Peter Sellers. Uh, I think I would like that more if I watched it. Also, Slain and Jolie go boating. Yeah, I need to I'd rewatch. I think I'd like more. Um, the Passenger. I you said that. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. okay. Blue Collar. Strangers, Blue Collar, Fantastic Planet. Did you say that like? No, I didn't say that actually. That's that's also that the that probably was on my anime one actually too. Yeah, um, that's another anime one that I. The conversation, Coppola, Killer of Sheep, Charles Burnett. Those are some that I actually I really like. Like they probably wouldn't have hit my list, but like they're pretty close. Um, but yeah, um, I guess we can go ahead and restate what we picked. Um, okay. You can go first. Uh, my picks were A Touch of Zen, directed by King Hu, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, directed by Robert Altman. Donkey Skin, directed by Jacques Demy. Parade, directed by Jacques Tati. Mirror, directed by Andre Tarkovsky. The Killing of a Chinese Bookie, directed by John Cassavetes. In the Realm of the Senses, directed by Nagisa Oshima. The Conformist, directed by Bernardo Bertolucci. Uh, Casanova, directed by Fellini. Um, and We Won't Grow Old Together, directed by Maurice Piala. All right, um, I'll go next. Uh, my number one pick was Effort Fake by Wells. Um, Accord by Antonioni. No, not Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> Fellini. Damn, I had Antonio. Not a Fellini fan. No, no. I'm a by Fellini. Uh, Four Nights of a Dreamer by Brisson. Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Boonwell. By Fellini. <laughs> Stalker by Tarkovsky. The Chess Players by Ray. A River Called Titus by Gottak. The Messiah by uh, Rossellini. Puppeteers of Rajasthan by Mani Call and Trafik by Tati. Mine was Duvita, Monty Call, California Split, Altman, Barry Lyndon, we all knew who directed that, Solaris, Tarkovsky, Aguirre, The Wrath of God, Herzog, The Adversary, Monty, or, uh, <laughs> Saiji Ray, ah. I did it too, damn, Lancelot Duloc, um, Robert Rousson, Ticket of No Return, Ulrich Ottinger, Dirty Ho, Lau Kar Lung, and The, the Private Eyes, Michael Huey. Dude, our 80s, our 80s draft's gonna be a blowout. 
That one I'm way more worried about. I need to watch so. more from the 80s, I feel, I feel like. Uh, yeah, you're you're on some wild like '80s is one of the worst decades. You're insane. Like <laughs> I said, weaker. Okay, I said weak. It's a weaker decade. But that's that's okay. I can see it. Anyway. I can see it. Insane. All right. Anyway, uh, But what are we next, next, next week? week? We're doing a pick a short film, where we each pick a short film. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell. Uh, uh, you want to? We'll can each oh, say ours. Um, I picked. Uh, I picked the man who planted trees. By by Frederick Bach. Picked Evening Classes, starring Tati, directed by one of his assistant directors, which I don't know the name of. Was it the cinematographer? I think it was assistant director. Uh, and I picked... Uh, Nicholas Rabowski. Okay. Yeah. And I picked Chronopolis by Piotr Kamler. So, yeah. Uh, but was it... <laughs> yeah. I forgot what I was... Okay, uh... What, what, what's the what yeah uh, yeah uh, hope to see you. Floating. <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't remember. Okay, okay. Until next time, hope to see you floating. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't. I couldn't think of it.